Party girls, don't get hurt, can't feel anything. When will I learn? I push it down, I push it down. I'm the one for a good time call, phone's blowing up. Bring up my doorbell, I feel the love, I feel the love. Welcome to Point Your Toes, the adventures of an NYC dance teacher. I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. And I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as dance teachers and choreographers living here in New York City. We will be sharing our experiences and all the ridiculous and hilarious truth. However, to keep the identity of the students and companies we have worked for safe, we won't be mentioning any by name, and if we do, they will be changed. That being said, let's get into today's topic. Dance teacher or choreographer? So at a recent party where I was hanging out with friends in the industry, the conversation about whether a choreographer, whether a person is a choreographer or a dance teacher came up because they were discussing someone they had taken class with and that person just didn't really seem like a choreographer or take that back. They didn't seem like a teacher because the choreo ended up very well once it was all said and done, but there was a lot of wasted time getting to that point and they were just like, yeah, I don't think this person knows how to teach. And so I just, I thought it was an important thing to bring up because I, I firsthand know tons of people that are wonderful dancers, wonderful choreographers, but are just not very good teachers. Yeah, I mean, it's something that I recognized. Um, you know, I kind of like, you know, they talked to us about it in college, especially with like things like the BFA track, which was mm-hmm. a choreography track. You know, not everyone would get accepted because you would have to like, you know, do some work beforehand to like you know show work but as I got a little bit older and I was working I realized that there are a lot of performers there are a lot of dancers who are like oh I'll just like teach as a side gig or like I'll just like oh there's a choreography job like that pays more money like yeah sure I can do that but Mm. they don't actually know how to do either or there are choreographers who are like I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a teaching job because that's stable but they don't actually truly know how to teach. They're, you know, way more artistic and they can see work and they know how to put work together, but actual technique and training, they're not really great at. And I think that it is super important to talk about it and distinguish the difference between all three of those. And also that you can be good at one and not two, you could be a good two and not three, you could be good at all three, mm-hmm. you know, but figuring out kind of where you lie in that and also why it's important that people who really know how to teach are teaching and that people who really know how to choreograph are choreographing and I not have vice a versa. a really good example of that. A company I once worked for um, is going through a transition like that as of like right now because like a lot of kids would come in with injuries you know and once they finally got a solid flock of teachers and they've had strong teachers before but they had a couple people in there that were not weren't teachers you know because they didn't know how to look out for injuries or what you know what things to look out for and things of that sort so you had this group of teachers that literally were creating injuries unbeknownst you know to themselves or to their students Mm -hmm. and so it just created a lot of problems where we had a lot of students in knee braces or you know like out because they you know are injured or they're super sore and you know granted those things do happen but like when you have the knowledge and talent to back it up it lessens the case which is to me i'm the big proponent of like if you are a dance teacher you teach you know proper technique you know Mm -hmm. how to teach proper technique and you know how you you know uh, injury prevention 
you know, building upon technique level when a certain move is above a student or when a certain move is perfectly fine for a student. Mm -hmm. Like, as a teacher, you have to know the level that they're capable of in the current moment and years down the line or months down the line or by the end of the program. Yes. Because a lot of, like, a lot of choreographers, too, you know, you get into a piece, you get into a show, and the choreographer is just assuming, you know, you're at the level that I need you to be at for Mm -hmm. this show, for this part, and I'm going to ask you to do stuff, and it's either yes or no, you know, you're going to do everything unless you think it's going to cause an injury or be unsafe, in in which case you're going to let me know, and we're going to change it and move on. As the choreographer, you're not there to teach moves. Like, you are there to, you know, teach the choreography set the choreography clean it all of that good stuff you like everyone out there you know the drill right but you should never be in a position where there's a dancer or you know a member of your piece being like i don't know how to do that can you teach it to me right and i think okay so let's start with their differences first because i think that'll be very easy to do choreographers don't teach choreographers go this is what the choreo is can you do it a smart choreographer will make adjustments based off their dancers, mm-hmm. but also, especially in this industry, when you get to certain things like the choreographer did the audition, so they kind of know what everyone in the room can do, mm-hmm. or they've seen their resumes, or they've seen enough of what they've done to be able to be like, aha, you probably know how to do this, or you should should be able to do this. A dance teacher teaches. So if you don't know how to do a move, they will spend the time, effort, and energy to teach you new moves and help build your repertoire. Right. From what you don't know. Right. So what are some other major differences for you between choreographer and dance teacher? Um, I think that... Yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest one. I think that a difference between a choreographer and a dance teacher is usually that... Um, so this gets a little blurry in terms of like choreographing pieces for your dance classes and setting pieces and we'll kind of talk about the similarities in a minute and also we'll talk about like what makes a good teacher outside of just a straight technique class Uh but I think um, a big difference is like the artistic value like if you can envision that piece and that number and you can see it and you can bring it to life that is most likely on a choreography end you know and as as a teacher you're you're the one teaching the techniques the movement, the mm-hmm. steps, you put them together, you know, in little combos. Exactly. You get them, you know, you kind of get them used to flowing in and out of moves. Um, and I just, well, I think at its heart, the sorry. pieces are different that they yes. do. Yes, and sorry, I was on that note, sorry to interrupt, but I also think the difference is if you're teaching, and even if you are both a teacher and a choreographer, as you and I both are, Tony, mm-hmm. I think the biggest difference is you have to know when to wear the correct hat. Yes. So if you're if you're in your teacher hat and you're teaching class, that is not the time. Regard, we'll get to like things like choreographing pieces for shows in a minute. Yes, yes, yes. But that is not the time for you to go. I'm going to choreograph this masterpiece. Mm-hmm. I'm going because that's a that's a rep class. That's a that's a workshop. That's not your technique class. Mm-hmm. When you're in class, you need to wear your teacher hat and you need to be about teaching the pro- the proper technique and all sorts of other things that go into dance. When you wear your choreographer hat, you can then put a piece on them. I, but I think that's it, because that makes me think of a um, working for a company, and we had a really big show coming up, and so I called rehearsals that were separate than classes. And it was actually over Christmas break, so, like, I'm one of those 
uh, choreographers that like if I have a really big show coming up, give me four hours, I'm banging out the piece and we're done. You know, mm-hmm. or like I'm banging out as much choreo as I can That's and how be I am. done. Yeah. So, a girl at sh- so I pulled kids from my advanced class, and a girl had shown up that wasn't there. She thought it was normal program. Uh-huh. And so she showed up and she was like, oh well, my mom like dropped me off and left. And my boss was like, oh, well, can she, like, sit in on your rehearsal? Because, like, we're working in the office. I said, yeah, she can sit in. And then, like, I, like, they were warming up on their own. That was the first difference between, like, a rehearsal and, like, class. Yes. They were warming themselves up as I was reviewing choreo, like, looking over my notes, getting water, getting myself together. And my boss came and she goes, well, maybe Veronica can be in the piece. And I said... I have no problem letting her try it. I said, but if there end up being tears, it's on you. And she's like, why? I said, this is not a class. The people that I pulled are of a certain level. So I'm not going to teach as slowly as I teach in class. I'm not going to go over things as many. I was like, I'm finishing this piece today. Like, it was like a four-minute piece. I was like, I'm finishing this today. And these were with middle schoolers. So, like, but I knew who I'd pick for my cast. Well, and that's also the other thing about, like, knowing when to wear your your correct hat because as a teacher if it's you know you pulled people you pulled a specific group for Mm -hmm. a specific number but in terms of like you know for most of my numbers at at work at school their whole class yeah so I have a whole class of you know my baby babies who don't know what they're doing to my advanced kids that are just like you know little prodigies over on the right side of the room and the thing is as a teacher you know, you're the one working with them every day. You're the yeah. one teaching them the technique and the movement styles and all the things they need to know about dance. So when it comes time to set a piece on them for their dance show, mm-hmm. I am choreographing that and setting it with them in mind, with knowing this is what we've yes. worked on in class. Let me put it into the dance. This is the level they're capable of. And different classes are different are capable of different things. And you also know that I can't throw in a pirouette turn to a... To a to a dance of second graders if I've not taught them a pirouette turn. Exactly. So when you're a yes. teacher choreographing for a recital or a dance show, you work under the umbrella of everything they've been taught during the year, yes. or during the semester, the and the different, you know, all the different contents and areas you've been talking about with them. You, But as a choreographer, even if you're working with kids, you can pull kids and go, we're going to do this piece. And, it, and you just know that this kid can do a pirouette, this kid can do a leap, I'm just going to throw it in there. I don't have to teach it. Exactly. And, well, I mean, this reminds me of college. So in college, one year, we had, like, the professors divided us. They essentially, we had a big audition. They cast for their pieces. But then they were like, well, we're going to pull people to audition for things. Mm-hmm. And for, like, guest stars coming in. And so, and then you got to audition for the guest artist. Well, one of the guest artists didn't pick a girl who was very, very capable, but had a bad audition. Mm. And so the professor, like, she was really upset, and all her friends were really upset. But the choreographer was like, the prof- one of the professors was like, you, I understand she's frustrated, but the reality of the situation is, we know you. So, like, I know you're a hard worker. I know you just had a bad day. He doesn't know that. He just saw what you brought into that room. Right. And that's what he based it off. He's and like, that's... I literally have three days to set this. This is college, so it was probably a five to six minute piece, if right. not longer. You know, he was like, I have the time that I have to set this piece. Or, and these are pieces, or a lot of our pieces were pieces from rep, from a certain artist's rep. So it's like, I know what the piece has to look like. I don't think you're capable of yeah. that. Sorry. But that's, and we had the same type of thing in college as well. But 
that's the thing is also like, and I commend when there's guest artists that come in like that because it sucks if you had a bad day. If mm-hmm. you know you're capable of it and your professors know, your teachers know, it sucks. But the thing is, if you go into a professional audition and you're having a bad day, you're not going to get cast. Exactly. You're not going to get that callback. So it's better for you to have that experience in college. Mm-hmm. Now, but that's the thing. They're giving you the chance to work with someone who's a choreographer. Exactly. Who knows what they want. And then you're also able to work with your professors who are teachers who are going, this is the subject material we've been working on. We're going to create mm-hmm. a piece surrounding it. And that's a great balance to be to be able to be a part of. The problem is, like we started this episode out, is when you don't know which hat to wear at the appropriate time. You don't have the mm-hmm. proper and fundamental training to be a choreographer or a teacher or sometimes even a dancer, a performer, and you just choose. That sounds like fun. I'm a dancer. I could do this. I'm a teacher. I could choreograph this. And that's where the similarities come in because both a teacher and a choreographer have to create pieces, but they are not the same. And I have done both. I've created pieces as a dance teacher that literally go, uh, we were learning single pirouettes mm-hmm. and we were learning jetés. Right. So this piece is basically single pirouettes and jetés right. with subtle transitions that are like pop culture dances. Right. Cool. Or like there are things from the warm up thrown in there because I know you're going to know yes. it. It will be cute. Your parents will enjoy it. But it is it's very presentational. It is like, hey, Watch me do a pirouette that I've been killing myself to learn all semester. Great. Fine. That's cool. That is a dance created by a dance teacher. Yep. But when I'm going to a competition or I'm choreographing for a musical or a showcase, that is very different. Mm -hmm. I am not going to put in a single pirouette just because you've been learning single pirouettes. Honestly, if it's me, I'm going to ask for a double industry standard. So I'm going to typically ask for at least a double in a lot of my turns. And if Mm -hmm. you can't do that, it's like, well, you can't be in this section or you can't be in this dance. You know, because that's what is required and what is being asked of you. Yep. You know, so it's one of those things of, like, I just don't... And in, perfect, another thing we I mentioned before with injury prevention. As a dancer, we know how our bodies feel. So sometimes when you get choreographers that are very unaware of how the human body works in real life, yeah. you set people up for injuries. Because someone that I know was choreographing a piece and she had the, it was like the, the children's knees were not aligned correctly. And so the big toe was going one way, the knee was going the other way. And as I watched the piece on stage, I literally go, oh my God, they're going to rip something. Mm-hmm. I literally found out that this person was trained as a teacher, not at all as a performer. Because as a, in, in the performance, it looked good to the untrained eye. And I visually got what she was going for, but I was like, you're going to rip some knees. Like, you're going to rip some Achilles tendons. Having having them in those positions, but she, it created like this real, really cool optical illusion. Mm-hmm. So I get where she was going from, but she didn't have a good grasp and understanding of being a dancer and going, right. this is not something that can be repeatedly done over and over again. Or any choreographer that's like, oh, you're going to do knee work and don't tell you to get knee pads. Or they're like, mm, you can mark it. Or I yeah. only want, you know, like I was doing a show where... We were on the floor and ground, and literally, the choreographer was like, oh, no, 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 On run-through day, you'll have knee pads on. You know, like, we'll have knee pads, but if you don't have knee pads, don't go right. on the floor. Save your knees. Save right. your knees. Right, exactly. And I do, I do think that sometimes, I do think, for the majority, the mm-hmm. best choreographer, the best teachers, I, let, me, let me be very 
very specific. I do think for the majority, mm -hmm. the best teachers make the best choreographers. If choreography is something that you are really involved in and can do. Now, some yes. teachers cannot choreograph. But for the teachers that can choreograph and have that have that side of them, I think the, the best teachers make the best choreographers. I do not think that the best choreographers make the best teachers because choreographers will, will see something or in their mind or on TV or get inspired and go, this yep. is what I want, and not know how to make sure that it is safe and that it works. Or, or even looks good once it's on that. Funny story. I was working for a Saturday program. So, like, I would... Working insane hours at the time. So, like, I blocked out my time early in the week to create this dance that I was going to do on Saturday. So, I, like, blocked it out, did it in my head, cool, wrote my notes. So, I'm on the train on the way to, you know, class where I'm going to teach this choreo. And I got there in front of them. And the kids that, like, did a workshop with another dance teacher. So, they were all, like, exhausted. And I was like, oh... You guys don't look like the little people in my head. And I was talking to a fellow uh, dancer about it, and it's like, the people in my head, the dancers in my head have the best technique in the world. They're, you know, they right. have no They're bones, so they can flexible all. and do everything. And then I get in, in front of the actual people that I have, and I go, oh, yeah, you're like, science and physics is not going to allow you to do that. Or it could be something as simple as, like, you have an entrance over here, but you need to be on the other complete other side of the stage for the next four counts. Yep. That's, it's not humanly possible to pass through 30 people in four counts. Not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Even at breakneck speed. You know, so it becomes one of those things of like, cool, teacher me, honestly, dancer me talks to choreographer me and go, that's not humanly possible. Because yeah. I've been that dancer before where I'm that's, very tall, yeah, I've done lifts, and they're like, you need to like throw the girl up in the air, but we also need you to be ready for the next eight count. And I was like, She's still physically going to be in the air. Right. Like, you're not that's just, that's accounting for same, that hang time in the right. air. Right, and that's the same type of thing. Like, that does happen as well. That sometimes choreographers are like, oh, my God, I had this great vision. And you get the dancers, and the dancers are like, that's not physically possible. Exactly. You know, and then, but then there are other times where literally I was working on a show, and they were like, can you, can you lift him? Like, he's a little heavy. Like, he's a little heavier. He's a little muscular. But, like, can you do, like, something? And, like me and the guy is partnering with like I basically just grabbed him and like threw him in the air and everyone was like oh that looks so cool and I was like okay and they was like can you do it again and we were like yeah can we do this and this to be safer and we were like yeah mm -hmm. we did it and it was like perfectly fine so sometimes lightning can strike but again you have to know you cannot let those similarities fool you and dissuade you mm -hmm. into not understanding when you are good at something else or you know or when you're good at something else or when you think you're one thing and you're not. Yes. You know, and I, that kind of rolls into the big last point I have for is that the different set of skills. Yes. I have been trained as a dance teacher. I've also been trained as a choreographer and I've also been trained as a dancer. Yes, that is. And they have I come understand. from three totally different people. Mm -hmm. Philosophies are very different from yep. how I was trained. But I can literally sit down with you and go, like, as a, as a dance teacher, these are things that I was taught, and this is what I was expected to do. And it will completely contradict what I learned as a choreographer mm -hmm. and my art artistic vision, and it will completely contradict what I learned as a dancer performing right. to pay my bills. <laughs> because that's, that, and that's the same for me. You know, I grew up taking dance. I grew up performing. I was still, you know, performing in college, and even just a little bit out of college, I, I was still, you know, trying my hand at performing. 
Um, but you know, that is we would be, you know, we would be, we would be in our, our classes and our rep classes in college specifically and in rehearsals and it was like you're being treated as a dancer, this is what you're expected mm -hmm. to be like as a dancer, this is what you're expected to do. I would have my choreography classes and it would all be a, it would be all about composition and mm -hmm. musicality and storytelling and then I would have my education courses which was about different teaching methods yep. and it was about how to you know teaching for for young children how to work with different age groups how to put that on them and um, it was about learning about the body it was you know we had to take kinesiology courses to make sure we, we knew everything about the body and the thing is that yeah, when I think about it, I had all of those. I had they were all so three different. Those, yeah, well, I had all three of those going on in college, especially for the beginning few years oh, when yeah. I was, you know, doing all three. And I realized that when I was in my choreography classes, that's what it was about. When I was in my teaching classes, that was it about. They never really were like, they never crossed over. Not when you were in class learning. And the thing is, you know what? I had really good training in all three. And mm -hmm. I found myself, I discovered that I still love to go take dance class, but oh, yeah. I don't want to perform anymore. And I discovered that I can, I can dance, I can perform. I did it my whole life. And I think if I, that's something I really wanted to do, I could have kept training with that and made myself even better. But I realized that on my totem pole of the three, that was the bottom. Mm -hmm. And so I kept developing my choreography skills and my teaching skills. And I was lucky enough to have really sound teachings from mm -hmm. other people to go into and continuing for myself to keep getting new opportunities to better to better myself in those two See, the I, thing mm -hmm. is though when you get those people who just go well i took one choreography class in college i can Ugh. choreograph it, and see, and I get, I get, I understand that person. I hate that person, but I understand it because I started in reverse. I started performing. I had a natural talent and I picked up quickly. So I was just thrown choreography. Like I was just thrown into performing and it was like, you can do this. Cool. Great. Go do it. Then I hit college and natural talent ran out. Like I had to learn again. So dancer me was like, oh my God, what do I do? So in the process of like learning things, I met really great teachers that literally, literally I met a great teacher who was also, it was funny, she was a dance teacher. I taught two of my favorite styles, but also taught kinesthesiology because I just so happened to be married to a doctor. Amazing. So she would be that person where we would do some, like she would break down the anatomy of why my turns were sucking that semester. You know, and she, you know, for a class it would be fine, but I would be like, I don't get why this is working. Well, this muscle isn't able to stretch. You need to stretch this muscle more. And I'd be like, okay, wait, wait, what is this? And so mentoring with her, and I even was able to TA with her on one or two of her classes, that's where I got my teacher training from. One-on-one -on -one with her, a college professor being like, that's not physically possible because you didn't do the 20 steps right. beforehand. Right. And so I had to learn from her, oh, this is how you do this, this is how you do this. So that's where a lot of my teacher train, teacher and dancer training came from. As a choreographer, that came really during my internship. During my internship and working in the professional world at studios here and there when I first started, so again, all before the age of 25. Yep. Like, literally working with people and seeing how people reacted to pieces or realize, like, I, there was a moment where I choreographed a piece and go, this piece is actually about nothing. I think that's why no one liked it. Yeah. And my mentor at the time was like, yeah, I was like, I didn't want to say anything, but this is garbage because I, why, why, why are they dancing? Mm -hmm. They look lovely, but why are they dancing? Yeah. And, you know, and then so then it became as a choreographer infusing my theater background into, you know, like learning 
what is pleasing to the eye, you know, what draws movement to the eye, you know, like, mm -hmm. is this trend, you know, is a transition worth doing something artistic there? Like, so learning all of this stuff all happened at very different times for me. And then I hit New York City and I had to do all of these simultaneously in a span of 30 seconds. Right. But it took, it's because I had that separate time training and understanding and learning these different skills that I'm able to do what I do now and be decent to proficient at it simply because of like, it is very, it's very different skills, you know? Yeah. And I also think like, I know for me, the majority of my training in college was, was about choreography because that was my track. Mm -hmm. And I felt that I graduated from college and I got an assistant choreography position right out of college and I got some really good training. I kept working with people. Mm -hmm. And I had to take a bunch of education courses in college and I even had to, we had to go in the community during senior year and we had to teach classes to the community. Nice. And so we did have to do that, but I didn't really have a lot of training and teaching. And to be honest, when I graduated from college, I didn't want to teach. That's mm -hmm. not what I wanted to do. And as kind of the time went on and I was like, I do need a side gig, you know, I know I can teach. I've had to teach before when I, you know, I've had these courses in teaching. It was really through teaching that I started to get more training. So mm -hmm. I would teach as an assistant teacher or a co-teacher, or mm -hmm. I would get hired to teach for companies that worked with a very specific curriculum. So they would, yes. they would hire me and they would teach these music, these music theater dance classes but they worked with a specific style, um, style specific yeah. curriculum and you would go in and they would give me your binder they give me my binder and all my lessons and we would go through it and learn how to teach it and it was through all of those jobs and those those courses and those workshops through these jobs that I've developed different skills for teaching till I finally got to the point where I was like I actually do really enjoy this and this is something I want to go into full-time that's funny because with me I never really wanted to teach I've always been innately good at teaching I never wanted to teach but the more shows I started doing with performers that lacked basic knowledge skills or what I perceived as basic knowledge skills started to bug me you know like I started it started to be really frustrating that like I would be in shows with people and they would be falling out of turns and so yeah. you know choreographers getting frustrated everybody calling five the dancers over there being like freaking out being like I don't know why I'm not landing my turns. And literally all it was, they were pulling to one side or like a, an adjustment issue. And I was like, and you don't do that. As a performer, you don't cross the line of talking to another performer about their performance. Absolutely you never not. do that. But I was thinking these things in my head and I'd being like, they just never had a teacher going, your alignment's screwed. So, I, you know, or what do you do those days when you're not on your leg? You know, like mm -hmm. they're, they're just, I, there was never that person there to teach them. And I go, oh, I could be that person for several people, you know, mm -hmm. like, and I just, I've slowly developed a really strong passion for it. Um, so that is where, you know, kind of how I feel the teaching element has grown for me. Yeah. And I just, I, again, I just caution those people that I like dance. I can do that, you know, or I copy from YouTube or I copy from videos online. It is, if that's the only way you have to start, by all means, it's a great place to start. Sure. But please don't go from YouTube to an audition for a company or a music video. Right. And think that that's always going to work out, you know? Yeah. Or don't think because you've been a dance teacher for 37 years, you can easily roll in and become a choreographer for X amount of music videos or, you know, bigger projects. Like, there's always that 1% chance that it's possible. But... 
it, what's more likely is that you're going to be lacking in a skill that you haven't cultivated. Yeah. You know? And there, I got a few more stories, but I feel like they're going to show up in our next episode. I want to talk about master classes next time. Oh, yes, absolutely. 100%. But yeah, so it, just figuring out what, what you're good at, where, you know, where everything lies on your totem pole, and knowing what the difference is and knowing, mm-hmm. like, when you need to wear what hat. Yeah. That being said, let's move on to our next section. I'm sorry. What did you just say to me? Mm, well, I went back to school this week. Nice. Our kids started, and we're still getting in the swing of classes. You know, the first couple of days I didn't even have kids in my classes. But I'm trying to think. I feel like there's been some funny stuff that's that's happened. Um, okay, I guess this was good. I feel like there's been even funnier stuff, but this is a good one. So... I had a class um, a couple days ago, and they were having a really great day. So at the end of class, I let them hide. I have like a a cipher circle go in, you know, jam out. And then at the end, we all kind of just like jammed out together. And I like, I've never been able to do, I know it has another, oh, the floss. They call it the floss now, not the backpack kid. Okay, sure. But I've never really been able to do it. And I know everyone can always do it. So... I started doing it, and I was like, oh, my God, I've got it, i got it. And the kids just look at me, and they're like, I mean, you're, like, super close, but, like, it's not perfect. <laughs> and I was like, yep, we're back in school. Yep. But that's Sounds great, because that means I'm going to have lots of funny stories. They're, I know. They're oh funny. God, that's precious. They are funny. I don't even attempt to do it. I'll do, like, one or two. Like, oh, that's all I got. I got it. Done. I got it pretty well. I got it pretty well. And, and I do have to say, for everyone listening out there, that... It is definitely hard, especially for all our teachers that are about to go back into a school year, whether you be a school dance teacher or a studio teacher. Those first couple weeks are hard. Um, I'm exhausted, 110%. But it, um, you know, in those first couple classes with babies are super, super hard, and they don't know what they're doing. But it has been nice to kind of see some of them and, like, some of the ones, how much they've grown. And so I'm getting excited for, for the year. My, I'm not back in school yet. Uh, the kids roll back ne- the first day of school is next Wednesday. So there's a good chance that I may be working next Wednesday. We will see. Maybe I'll get another week. No one has said anything officially yet. But my I'm sorry what moment is there is a big musical coming to Broadway that everyone is very excited for. And the song, I don't want to completely give it away, but the song has tango in it, and the music is set for a tango. The choreography has absolutely no tango in it whatsoever, because, so, it has no tango in it because the choreographer that's doing it is not a tango person, in the slightest. Um, I'm actually a fan of this choreographer, but it's just not, I'm very interested to see they're, they're doing out-of-town previews right now, and so I'm very interested to see how that's going to translate over to Broadway and how certain choreography may not match the show. So, again, I think that's another episode, too, is, like, are you choreographing the right things for the right show? Or yeah, are you the right choreographer for a show? How do we, you know when you need to turn I things like down? I like that. We should definitely... So that was my I'm sorry what moment, because when a friend of mine saw the show and told me that, I was like, but that makes... that That's not... I don't understand. So that was my I'm sorry wet moment, being like, don't do things you're not, you shouldn't be doing. Yeah, <laughs> that's real. So that being said, let's move right along to our class shout-outs. And I don't have one, because this is my last week of the summer, and I'm pretty much on vacation this week. 
I have been cross training yeah. a little bit, so the gym has shown up. But as far as okay. taking classes, that has not happened because I'm kind of in paperwork hell right now, getting yeah. up and prepared for this season and planning out the season. Is yes. what's kind of happening right now. Um, same with me. I agree. Again, like I said, starting back up at work has been great, but it's exhausting. So the past two weeks, I've even barely made it to the gym. Mm, yeah. Um, so this is my week where I went earlier once so far this week to the gym. This is my week where I'm trying to get back on track with working out. Um, maybe with this long weekend, I'll try to hit up a class so I can let you guys know about it next week. That'll be my goal. Um, but right now, yeah, and I know that all the dance teachers out there feel it. Um, the beginning oh, yeah. of the year, back in the year, it's really hard to focus on yourself because you just want to make sure everything gets ready and done and you know you get in the groove it really is well that's it for us the curtain has closed on this episode and we hope that you will join us next week and every week after that we want to say a special thank you to our listeners our numbers keep growing and that's all thanks to you episodes come out every tuesday you can find us on itunes iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music are perfect places to do that. You can find us on Facebook at Point Your Toes. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at PointPYT. You can email us at PYTNYC29 at gmail.com. I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. And I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. And we will see you next week on Point Your Toes, The Adventures of an NYC Dance Teacher.